Schedulicity has done it once again. They, uh, uh, in addition to their $5,000 a month grant that they give to a barber or to a hairstylist, um, they just, uh, they just made it so it's uh, a little bit easier to make some money. Yeah. I mean, they uh, came out with a credit card processing uh, payment system called Schedulicity Pays. It's pretty exciting, right? I mean, like they're offering it, uh, they're offering credit card processing for 1.99% or 10 cents a, a swipe, but... And what's cool about that is that they'll get, even give you a uh, free uh, card reader. That's unheard of, right? Because I know I paid like a bunch of money for mine. Yeah. You know? So they're going to give it to you free and then only charge you 1.99% with... Uh, 10 cent a swipe fee, right? Yeah, you can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. Um, and also what's really cool too is it works within your Schedule City app, so you don't even have to leave the app or use a different um, like app outside of outside of the, uh, you know, the, the, the already app, right? Yeah, you just stay in one platform. That's can't it. get easier than that either. I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? And you can uh, manage all your uh, all your papers right through that, right? Yeah, all your inventory and everything. It, you know, all major credit cards are accepted. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the best part, which is also what makes Schedulicity incredible, is their their customer service, or as I like to be called, the rock stars. The rock stars. So you still have the love, same. Love the rock stars. The rock stars are are the difference makers in this company, as far as I'm concerned. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. And so you still get that uh, that that same service with them. Um, so I mean, literally getting paid just got a little bit better. Yeah. And then for uh, more information, just visit schedulicitycares.com to find out uh, more information on getting paid. Schedulicity cares. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey and of course, sit my best blood tone. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? So, uh... Today's a well. Today's like a a satisfying day. I think is the best way to say it. Yeah, uh, we finally have this, have this guest on. Yep. We've been trying to get her on for a long time. I mean, literally since day one. Um, we uh, you know, when we sat down and we did a, a, a like like who's on our dream list? Like who would be like awesome to talk to? And uh, and our guest today was on from the very first day of the podcast. She was on our list. Yeah, and I'm sure we're getting onto the subject too, where. Uh, you know, where this huge woman power women movement and, and it's and it's really beautiful to watch. You yeah, know what totally. I mean? Women taking uh things over and you know, by their own hands, right? Like and she's a big part of this. Uh hundred percent, you know. Um yeah. it, I mean, we'll get into it. But yeah. Um yeah, so our our, our guest our guest today is is Leah Freeman. Um she is Oh crap! What's her title? She's with Alonza. She'll give it to us. Um, but yeah, like she's literally been on our list since day one. She's the creative global creative healing director. Dude, you nailed that. <laughs> Lee's giving you high fives now. <laughs> we do fist bumps. We do fist bumps. Boom, boom. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, she broke my hand with that horse. <laughs> she's, she's, got, she's got a, a Godfather horse on her right? finger. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so uh, should we jump in? Yeah. Let's just get in. So Ms. Leah Freeman, welcome to your day off. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here finally. Uh, yeah, we, I know, right? Yeah, I know. It's been, it's been over a year, so for sure. Like I know we've been trying to get together and it's an honor to be a part of what you guys are doing and creating and I'm just excited about joining this whole team, so... Uh, well, we thanks, appreciate man. you yeah. so much, and thanks. we really appreciate everything that you do for the industry. I yeah. appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So, and what you're doing too? I mean, this is awesome. Awesome. So, yes. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? So, I'm born and raised in the south suburbs of Chicago. I still actually preside. Like, I'm, I still reside there, but it's more or less. Uh, I was from Flossmoor, moved around a little bit. Now I live in Piatone with my husband and my five year old little girl who just went to school for the first day on Friday. So I need therapy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk about devastating. I was hoping she was going to hold my leg. Instead, she like ran into the door and she was like, bye, lady. Nice knowing you. <laughs> it was devastating. I'll see you at 18. I know, right. I'm like, what just happened? Like, you need me. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, reside in LP its own. But, um, yeah, it's pretty much spent my whole life here in, you know, the Windy City, cold, 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 cold I hear the winters are brutal. Yes. I mean, we were there. I mean, we were there in like a March, dude, and it was like yeah. the coldest I think I'd oh, ever yeah, been. Oh yeah, it's all ABS. We were, we actually did the alternative show there yeah, at the Chicago it's Theater. Horrifically cold. I don't know what happened, but it's really cold. And Chicago's super cold because you get all that like side wind from mm-hmm. like Michigan. So yeah, we were just there last weekend. Yeah, yeah. probably nice then. Yeah, it's oh, been it was warm. Great. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. And we saw the air show, right? Yep. By accident, you and a million of your closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't stand for. It. We were just like, well, when you're in you're, the city, you can just see it. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I don't know if anyone paid for it or not. <laughs> we were actually on the uh, architectural boat tour. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. During, during the air show, we're like, oh, that's cares a great about one. architecture. Yeah. There's a plane. Right. <laughs> There's a stealth bomber ahead of me. You get makes you nervous at first. Know, right? A little you're bit. Like, you're like, are we well, like what's what happening? Yeah. Yeah. And me in Chicago, so right. you never know. Exactly. So that's hilarious. So. Tell us your hair story. Like, how'd you get into the industry or how to find you? Or are you one that was saved? I was totally saved. So I had an eyebrow and a mustache till I was about 18. So I was never like into the beauty side ever, obviously. So um, when I was about eight, I was 18. Yeah, I was going to go to college and my mom saw me struggling big time. And she was like, hey, go to trade school. At that time, like you needed insurance. And the way you got insurance was based on if you went to either college or if your parents had insurance. So my dad's like, you either have to go to school or something. And I thought, well, I want to be like backpack through Europe. Like I was 18. I mean, I don't even own a backpack. So, um, and if she does, it's a Louis uh, one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not an outdoors girl at all. So here I am. I'm like talking to my dad about it. And my dad's like, you, you got to go to school. There's just no options. So my mom talked me into going to trade school. So I went to beauty school completely on a whim. And I end up liking it. And I met this woman named Vivian Germato who owned a salon south of Tinley Park called Amato Hair Design. And she took me under her wing. And I met like between her and my mentor, Jennifer Suarcheski, who I'm still really, really close with. Mm-hmm. And they basically like took me from out of something and made me into something. I had nothing. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't even do my own hair. I mean, like I said, I, mean, I didn't even wear makeup till I was 19. So, you know, they just took me under their wing and like, Gave no judgment. What, but, but what do they see in you? I mean, like I don't even know. <laughs> Good question. I don't even know what I see in myself. I don't know. I just think you know. I think Jen probably more than anything saw me as a challenge because I was so 
<laughs> it's gonna be in my tombstone. I know, right? <laughs> Leah, known as a challenge. Known as a challenge. Imagine that. I mean, I think she just looked at me as like this person that she could maybe mold into something. So I think I was maybe her first project or something. And I think I was just more or less like everybody just gave into her so easy and I didn't. So I think I made it a bit of a struggle and she tried harder because of that. Mm-hmm. And she just she turned my leaf. So within that year, I became one of the top book stylist in our salon like I was doing really really well within a year and I found myself like being this amazing salesperson which I never thought I could sell anything and then I turned around and got offered a position with L'Oreal what's that timeline so I was my first job was with Redkin and I was I was 19 years old 19 going on 20 and I started doing classes with them and they took me on an amazing journey for about 15 years Uh, I end up leaving the salon and opening my own salon and pursuing a dream of my own with my parents. And that was a... You opened a salon with your parents? I did. Now but I'm, before that, I mean, yeah. as you, as before the L'Oreal, you said what yeah. that timeline was, yeah. and you were going in these classes, did it, did, did it come natural, easy, or did you like stay overtime? Did you put yeah. extra time? Did oh, you yeah. work harder than the next guy? It's funny you say that, because people are like, oh my gosh, like... You, this is so cool. Like, how'd you get up here? And I'm like, I gave away tons of hours of my personal life. I mean, I would go with sales consultants into salons, like trying to like just get comfortable with me and like the stage and facilitating. I mean, it took me a long time. Like, it was definitely not handed to me, and it definitely wasn't easy. Um, things that people do not know about me is I'm super dyslexic. So I struggled in school my whole entire life. So to think Mm -hmm. I'm even a teacher today is like groundbreaking. I mean, I think my mom and dad thought I would live at home forever. (laughs) I think my dad was like, God bless, she got a job. Like, she can pay her bills. (laughs) So, you know, for me, it was such a struggle. So to find something that I could do and do it well was like, I mean, it was a blessing. I mean, honestly, it was. So, But how, how long did it take before you knew you did it well? I mean, I don't know if I still feel like I do it well. Like mm-hmm. I walked off stage even today. You know, it's like I always questioned my my job and I think I always thought that was a bad thing and I was dealing with this like empowerment coach and she said, you know, you know it's no longer safe to drive and you're no longer scared to drive. And mm-hmm. I, I took that and I'm like, it's a good feeling because every time I get on stage, I'm semi-nervous and I think it gives me that point of like humility and understanding that I could always still grow. And the minute I feel too comfortable, I don't belong there anymore. So I don't know if I really feel that comfortable still. So to say that I know I'm good at my job, I mean, I think I have something to bring to this industry, but mm-hmm. to, to showcase like self-worth, I mean, I don't know. I just... It's weird. It's awkward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, no doubt. So yeah. um, do you still have a relationship with your parents after opening a salon with them? I do. Unfortunately, I lost my mom two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, really, it was really suddenly. Yeah, it was real sudden. So... um but my dad and I are like the best and closest we've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband is, I have the most amazing husband. His name is Adam. Like, I can't even, I, don't mm-hmm. I, I, I owe somebody something for that later in life, <laughs> I'm sure. So. Um, he's just a really, really good dude. Always has been so supportive of my career and, and my salon, even during the roughest times. And, you know, um, yeah, we've, we've been in business. My dad and I have been in business now. This will be our... Mm, I say the 16th year. Oh, God. Oh, so you're still in business Six, with your dad. I do, yeah. Okay, so when you opened the original salon with your parents, yeah. that was the salon that you're currently yeah. in? Oh, okay. Yeah. I misunderstood that. No, I thought no. like... I didn't tell you. So yeah. yeah, we opened a salon together and we've been in business ever since. And my uh, mom was probably my biggest cheerleader. 
Mm-hmm. And as much as we struggled in this industry, I mean, I struggled owning a salon for a long time. Like I had this amazing career on, on the road. I was killing it. For, I mean, I was booked, booked, booked on the road. But at home, we were in bankruptcy. Like we were bankrupt. And my dad and mom supported every step of my career to make sure that we wouldn't lose our business because we employed people that were really dedicated to our salon. Like, as you know, so many salons mm-hmm. are not doing well. And so, um, I don't know, it's kind of a weird and sad story. I don't want to make it sad, but I kind of feel like my mom, yeah, just go, man. yeah I kind of feel like my mom like stuck it out till when she knew we were finally good. And then she knew she could, you know, yeah. pass away. And so when she did, we were, you were good. Finally good. Yeah. Mm. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I don't ever cry. So don't make me cry. I'm, not, yeah. I'm a hard. Look at me. I'm a hard person. Right. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, those so, tears yeah. on your face. I know. Show you how I know. Hard I'm like, I know. Look at my horse. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was a rough. It was a rough. It's been a rough couple of years. So yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah. You and your dad super close. We are, and it's because my mom. I yeah. think if my mom was like, I don't know, it's such a crazy, weird. Right. Yeah. Anyway, and she was a hairdresser too, which is kind of cool. Oh, get too, out, so, really? Yeah. So when she said pick a trade, she said pick my trade. It's no, kinda... I picked the trade first, and then she went to school after. Whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Take Thanks. the top one off. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. We uh, we have a friend named Megan Lorson, and um, same same kind of thing, right? Yeah. And yeah. Tariq. Yep, Tariq. What? Well, him and his mom went to school together. Can you imagine? Can you imagine eighteen year old self you going to school with your dad? Oh my god, I was such an asshole when I was eighteen. <laughs> my dad would tell you, he'd be like, "She, we can, we don't sit in the same room." When I was eighteen. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, I look back now and think, God, some of the things I used to do, how stupid. I'm glad. I'm glad to be alive. That's all I gotta say. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. so are we. So let's move on to more positive things. So, right. Yeah. So the positive. So the positive part is that. My, so my mom passed away, and it was as devastating as it was. Um, she left my dad and I in a really good position to be even closer than we've ever been. So because of that, I think our strong is our salon's been super strong. I've got an amazing staff that stuck through all of that too. I mean, they they had to go through what we went through, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's crazy. Our industry is definitely a different industry than most. So, I, I mean, it definitely is. I mean, is I don't know how many industries, you know, aside from like the people that you can reach and that you can touch. I mean, how many industries where almost anybody can be a a, a, a business owner? Yeah, right. And, and our in, our industry also allows for that. Whether you're an independent or whether you have a yeah. a big salon with a big spa and stuff with you guys, <laughs> like you guys have. Yeah. You know? I couldn't imagine doing. It. I couldn't imagine having a staff. <laughs> And it, it's, it's like an adult daycare, I like to call it. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, we don't Hope own your a staff salon. Hear this. We have an adult daycare. <laughs> uh, no, they know I love them. They're good. They're we have we have the best staff right now. We have the best staff we've ever had. So, how do you like? I, go ahead. I would say there was rumors that you were uh, like uh, close to an Olympian ice skater. I what? How did you know that? I'm just saying. I just heard. I was an Olympian, but I was actually yes. So I actually figure skated. Like this is so. This is so ungirl-like. So I figure skated for 13 years, and um, I was around almost, I was almost 16. Well, no, at the first time I got asked, I was 12, and um, I got asked to be like co-sponsored and coached by an outside coach outside of Canada, and my mom would have to let me move there if that was an option for me to like start training for the Olympics, because you train kids in the Olympics. Like You don't start training at 15, 16 years old. You're usually 11, 12, or 13, and my mom said no. 
Yeah, she said absolutely not. So she kept me home, and it actually put a little bit of a dent in our relationship. But I'm really lucky that she kept me back because there's no way I'd be who I am today if I didn't have her through my whole entire adolescent years because I think uh, I might have been slightly... uh, who knows? Who <laughs> knows? Canada. I can't even imagine. Like a but Tanya yeah, so, Harding or yeah, something. Right. Right? Yeah, there is a good one with a, with a freaking uh, bat in my hand. But, you know, um, so I ended up uh, resigning and um, staying, staying back in Illinois. And I kept it up for about two more years. And then um, I decided to no longer figure skate. I wanted to get a driver's license and, you know, drive and get a job and, you know, do all the things that 16-year-olds were doing, mm-hmm. not going to the ice rink at 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. every morning and high school so um that is so funny you know that <laughs> that's you know, my that, job that's the girly side of me no one knows about yeah, <laughs> yeah so, crack team here i know right and, how were you a figure skater and you never wore makeup to your i 19? know i did i had i'm t- i had an eyebrow one solid eyebrow that went from left to right with the center all the way filled in. I remember, I remember the very first time I was like four, I shouldn't even tell you this. No, no, go ahead. I was like 14, 15 years old. I'm sitting next to this guy in class. He's like, and I'm like twirling the side of my lip. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, you got a mustache? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so my mama called me this peach fuzz. And it, was a, it was a mustache. So, yeah. God, how embarrassing. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you want to punch him in the face? I know, no, and I, I mean, I was so, I was so timid at that time. Like, you look at me now, I was like this hard, thick-skinned person. I was mm-hmm. like the kindest human, like super timid. Like, you could scare me off of anything. I was like so, I would never defend myself. I would just sit there and take the abuse for so long. So, I think that's like one of my uh, things now, being where I'm in the position. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love you for saying about the thing about like the future is female type of thing for me because. I don't know. I think over the years I've gotten really thick skin. And I think the one thing that I've really driven towards is like totally being an anti-bully. Like I realized like I was bullied my whole entire life mm-hmm. and never being thin enough, never being cute enough, never being pretty enough, never dateable. Like I didn't date my first guy until I was 19. And I just think... It's because you started wearing makeup. Oh yeah, exactly. Anti-feminist. Because I, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually waxed my I, I, eyebrows when I was 19. But, you know, I think going through all that was like a big movement for me. So... I don't know. So I think like hearing you say that, it's like a really commending thing. So I think, uh, I don't know. I think I'm trying to create a voice for other people too, you know? Yeah. I have a, a daughter and, you know, I, I, I push her and, to, you know, I tell her she can do anything she puts her mind to do. You're, you're damn right. Nothing that she can't do. If mm-hmm. I can do what I do, anybody can do what they do. Because I mean, I was a lower 7% of my high school class, graduating class. I didn't wow. even graduate high school on time. Like I remember telling my mom I couldn't walk the the stage. She was Ooh. devastated. I was the only child, you know. Oh and here God. I couldn't even walk the graduating stage with my class. I walk. I end up getting my diploma in, in the summer. And I just think if I can be where I am, you could be anywhere. You know, That's opportunity awesome. is for everybody. You just have to find the road to walk down. That's yep. what it walks down to. So, so crazy. Just the more and more we hear it, the more unbelievable it sounds. It's just like how our industry is just open to even Robert Cromings I thought said it says it the most perfect like we're the we're the we're the career for the misfits mm-hmm. you know and and it's just so true and but again the more you hear it the more almost unbelievable it is you it's know true. it's so weird no. it's, and the opportunity that our industry provides is is I mean it's you limit yourself you yeah, know completely. as high as you can see it's probably as high as you're going to get you know what I mean? But if if you just take that 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 ceiling off and just you know set your goals higher, I mean, there's nothing that you can't achieve. It's true. It's interesting. You know, yeah. it's so true. I mean, there's so many venues, whether it's 
education, management, owning a salon. Like I could go on and on. It's like there's every single podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, totally. It's like you you could be like we're. I was talking to Chris Barron today. There's. Yeah, I was talking to Chris Barron today, and I was we were saying how there's artists, and then there's there's Insta famous, and then there's artists that are Insta famous. You now have categories of people that do education. Before it was just artists, so there's so many different avenues you can go down, mm-hmm. just deciding what you want to do. So we yeah. actually we had an we had a very similar conversation to that today as well. I mean, nothing, I mean, whatever. But it was like there, there's some of the artists like that that have no like Instagram like presence, mm-hmm. but are just absolutely killers. You know, like like if you go look at like uh, Trevor Sorby's page, who to us is like I the mean guy. iconic, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, and you know he has like five hundred followers. Yeah, you know, and you know those are like his best friends and and, and former employees. You yeah. know, and like it's just it's interesting to me, I guess, as great of an artist that he is, and he he doesn't have that presence. But, yeah, you know, it's why would he want it? <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't seek it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's pretty cool though. But then, how do you? But in today's world, like, how do you if you want? any kind of presence in the industry outside of your own salon how do you do it without it you know yeah but the presence i mean there, there, there's for me you know there's there's the people that you know want to reach many and then there's uh those that just want to reach those that are close you know around them they can reach they can actually touch yeah, yeah. you know what i mean exactly and uh that's what that's to me that's what trevor was right i mean he he just brought like you said, you had your mentor, right? Mm-hmm. Brought you in and, and, and challenged you. Because uh, I was reading something about you that, like, you're a firm believer in mentoring. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it, it mentoring it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have four hundred thousand followers. No, Pro- probably doesn't mean that. Actually, right. <laughs> you know. Well, it's I I, met, I had an opportunity like years and years ago to go to this uh, event in Piatone where my where I actually reside at, and a guy by the name of Tom Dreesen spoke there, and he spoke about he was the opening act for Frank Sinatra for like twenty years, super amazing comedian, totally funny, awesome. He talks about this moment being with Frank Sinatra on his very last days of his life, and Frank Sinatra was leaving the Stardust Hotel, and this waitress walks up to him, and she is just obsessed with him and she's mm-hmm. like my husband loves you oh my gosh to meet you and this is like back in the day right so stardust was like still up and running right, it was right. popular right so she comes running up to him mr sinatra oh my gosh can i get an autograph and she proceeds to tell frank sinatra that her husband's been really sick and that she's just he's obsessed with him and then the same conversation she goes i love your cufflinks mr sinatra he takes them off and gives them to her and they were Cartier cufflinks. Wow. I mean, can you imagine? She's a waitress at the Stardust. She's never made $100,000 probably in her life. Right. And here, this man's giving her like $300,000 cufflinks. So he gets in the car, and Tom Dreesen is talking to Frank, and he goes, I can't believe you gave that complete stranger your cufflinks. And he was like, if you possess a gift and you can't give that gift away, that gift will possess you. Whoa. And when I heard that, I thought... You're a total jerk if you know something and you can't help somebody else grow. Like our jobs are to continue to help people grow. I don't care if they grow past you, but you can't sit here knowing something and not tell someone else. It's not right. It's not okay. If it if you it only resides in you, then like people, oh, I can't believe you gave your your secrets away. They ain't secrets. <laughs> well, I mean. Well, 
secrets or something secrets are in your bedroom i mean we're talking about hairdressing i'm sorry you know and people give those away too i'm just saying and that's a different podcast but you know it's like there's just so much opportunity out there and i think when i heard him say that i was like this is where i knew my avenue was was the gift of giving away the secret you know so, that, is, that is that is fantastic. I just an, got the little chills when you said that. Yeah, if you you possess a gift, you can't give that gift away. That gift will possess you. And it, it's so an well stated. Thing. Yeah, you know the 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 gift possessing you is 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 the is like the exclamation on it. It right? is, yeah. Oh. Um, dude, that's really good. Is Matt Swinney better still? <laughs> oh, that <nah>, we, <laughs> we love Leah. <laughs> Yeah, for I real. love me some Matt though. Matt's a yeah. I gotta tell you, I you want to talk about another blessing in my life. Matt Swinney's a is a he has changed my life for sure. He was with Lonza first. Matt was so Matt was the very first artist with the company. Like when David bought it, we have another artist who's been with the company actually longer. But um, her name's Glenda. She's a, an amazing woman. She's actually still with us. But Matt is our longest standing artist. And then Ammon came next in the director's position. And then I was hired third. So we haven't gotten to that story. I know. Oh, no, we're a, here. Let's, that's we're here. A, that's Let's a good one. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> all right. So we're, we're only up to where you said L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I mean? Then all of a sudden mm-hmm. we're chasing this, this, this avenue this, over here. This squirrel. Yeah. But, so pick up from L'Oreal. Yeah. So um, actually, even before L'Oreal, I actually tried out for Rusk first. And it didn't work out. And then I, I had an opportunity from a sales consultant and said that L'Oreal was hiring. So I ended up going to a tryout with L'Oreal. And I got hired to be a Redken artist. And uh, my day from being into education changed that day. So I started doing education within the Redken umbrella. And I did that, took that career path for about five or six years, pretty strong. And then I realized I wanted to go down a different venue. And I wanted to do more. So I started, you know, really, really like volunteering for shows and like making sure like I because at that time, like Instagram and Facebook, fa- like Facebook, I mean, MySpace wasn't even available at that time. Right. God, I just totally aged myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just, pre I totally, MySpace. I don't pre my just, you know, there was something before MySpace. <laughs> everyone out there. Um, and so I end up... Um, like just going on ride alongs with sales consultants and like going into salons. I would do anything, do shows. I would do anything just to kind of like get myself more involved. And uh, Chris Orby actually picked me up to do a photo shoot in New York. It was so ironic. I think uh, I was available and she really liked me. I assisted a show with her. So I ended up flying out to New York and my career just took off from there. And she's a woman that saw a gift in me. So mm-hmm. um, I started then working at the exchange in New York City. I uh, did that for almost uh, at that time, probably eight or nine years. Um, still continue with Rudkin, did the symposium, did a lot mm-hmm. of great shows, had the chance to work with amazing artists, Lori Zabel, George Garcia, Chris Barron, Sam Villa, all these amazing people. Um, and just saw my career like kind of plateau. I mean, I was booked, 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 and I was doing really well, but I was like running in a hamster wheel, like just in the same circle. So how long, how long do you think you were in that wheel before you kind of noticed it or did you kind of uh, always kind of notice that it was happening? I've kind of always, I, I shouldn't say I always noticed it. I just think I had a place where um, I was going to the airport on Saturday, coming home on Monday, going to the airport on Saturday, coming home on Monday. Right. I, I just felt like the challenge wasn't there anymore. And um, they offered me some other stuff and I looked at different venues there. I mean, 
they were great. Like I have nothing negative to say. It was a really, really great sure. uh, span in my career. And I was uh, sitting in the Kansas City airport doing a program and I was getting ready to go home and I got an inbox from this guy named Andy Meeson. And he was like, hey, I work for this company called Lanza and we're looking for a, a color director. And I was like, Lanza? What is Lanza? <laughs> so I called him up and I'd worked with him before and he had just said he'd been had his IME in a while, for a while and would love, thought I'd be a good fit for the brand. Mm-hmm. So I ended up talking to David Burglass and it was it, it, everything there. And it's what it, David Burglass was like my dad on the phone. He was like the most caring. I just, I just fell in love with him. He was just such a good dude, like all the way to his heart. And I called my husband. I'm like, you're going to think I'm nuts, but I think I'm going to go with this Lanza company. I think they're, they're cool people. They were independent. They were small. I was independent and small. Mm -hmm. And I love the whole small business, you know, go, go with small business situation. And I had a really good run with a big business and I wanted to go to something smaller. So, I decided to uh, take the the leap of faith and sign, and uh, became Alonza artist. And it'll be my five year anniversary in January. What, what, has it really been five and years? It'll be five years. I can't even believe it. Did your hubby have a input when you when you said, "Hey, I'm thinking about this"? I mean, that's so cute. No, right? <laughs> no, uh, no. No, no discussion. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is what I'm doing. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah. going down yeah. like this. I'm going to cut Go my ahead. hair. Uh, you're not no you're not no I I am (laughs) I'm that thick girl for sure so yeah so I end up um talking to David and he said something to me again another stoic moment in my life he's like you know L'Oreal has got a great company they've built amazing bridges they've got great roads he's like I'm looking to build a bridge and a road so either you want to walk across something that's already been built it's amazing or Mm -hmm. if you want to help me build a bridge I'd love your help and I thought I could help build bridges I think that'd be kind of cool so well, it's been amazing because in the last five years, it's gone from Lanza to Lanza. It's now Lanza, yeah. yeah. Right. It's always been Lanza, but when you don't know the brand, people call it Lanza. Lanza. It's yeah. like, <laughs> like when people are like, is, you work for that Red Keen? I'm like, it's Red Keen. Right. Don't Red call Keen. it Red Keen. Red Keen and Lanza. <laughs> I know, it's Lanza. <laughs> so funny. So. Yeah, now, I mean, their presence is everywhere now. Yeah, we've uh, we've worked tirelessly to do it like we've i mean i work with a really really great team it's not just matt and ammon and myself we have scott seeper there's brandy heater mm-hmm. david burglass we have a team of artists you know people in the office kj and louisa and claudia and michael i mean there's so many people i can tell you that have helped build this bridge we have faces that you see all the time but there is a plethora of people that make our faces noticeable so it does not take a team of three it takes a team of a lot to make us how to, I mean, as a small brand, how do you build it? How do you build a small brand? Yeah. Like, you know, how do, how do you guys do that? And like, yeah. you know, again, you guys are so relevant in the space now. Like, Well, I mean, first of all, I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. Um, I think more or less it's about culture. I think the thing that we've noticed about this industry is the last, the loss of humility and bringing back human touch. So right now we're on this big mission of think. And it's like, think about if you didn't have a keyboard to write a bad review about a restaurant, would you do it? Like, would Mm -hmm. you actually go to the owner that, you know, kids, you know, school and their housing and their clothes are all depends on if they make rent that night, would you say you really suck at your job? Like Mm -hmm. when you put presence of people behind, um, business I think that's what we've been trying to do is like bring back like 
calling people versus texting, writing a letter versus sending an email. Like we're trying to bring back the feeling of touch back to our industry. So I think the thing that we're doing a little bit different is bringing back, you know, that um, stop with just the media and start actually going after like, like people and, and, mm-hmm. and recognizing like they're no, noticing people's commitment, like really validating commitment. Right. Like, that's what I'm going to say. I mean, yeah. you guys are, are to, if I receive a letter instead of an email to me, you put more effort, you know what I mean? Yeah. So by putting more, cause it's easy to take the easy route now, email pink, yep. but taking the effort and the time out to send, actually send me a letter is much more personable, right? It's just, there's a lot more meaning to it. It's not a copy and paste. Right. Yeah, no, totally. And we're not a copy and paste brand. And I think that's the thing with David. I mean, David's so big on us being committed to like 24-hour agreements, 24-second agreements, or 24-minute agreements, where if you call me, text me, I have to get back to you. If I go into a class, like he wants a response out of us. Like there's not a, we just go into big salons or we go into every salon. Like we notice everybody. Like we're trying to be the brand that like recognizes everyone right now. So and I think that's when we've been getting a little bit more of um, notice, I should say, or, you know, people by people and then people by product. That's just the reality of it. So that, that's true. I mean, you know, even within in we're living proof of it, that it, it's the only way that we've built this is through the relationships that we have or that we've built, you know, like without those relationships, you know, you're 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 grasping at air. I mean, I want you to think about the last time I talked to you and you reached out to me, Corey, like I knew who you were immediately. Like by the fact that we had a relationship in the past, like you've mm-hmm. always been a kind person. So for me not to do for you because you've always done for me. So it's like when you create now I'm gonna create that tissue. I know, right. <laughs> it, let me give you the one off the floor. <laughs> when you create good relationships, people remember that. Like people mm-hmm. remember good relationships. They do. They remember bad ones too. That's the unfortunate part. But like you wanna create good relationships, you really do. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. No, no, well, I'm, I'm glad I have a relationship now. No. <laughs> like, I know, you're like, like, yeah, you're my fist bumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fist bumper. Uh, Tony's going to go out uh, skating with you. I'll kill you on the ice. <laughs> I'll kill myself on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, right. just, you know, I was landing like doubles and singles. Like, it was crazy. I got to think back now. I'm like, I was crazy back then. Anyway. I think I'll step on it. I'm going to split my head up. <laughs> <Right. laughs> You're going to be helping me up. <laughs> Oh, You'd so be surprised when people fall on the ice. Not to get off subject, people think, think the ice is really hard. It's not. It's actually a saw. It's actually very forgiving. That's when you see skaters have the ice so hard. People feel so bad for them. Which you should. It does hurt, <laughs> but it's not what people think. I'm like, it's not like concrete right. or like ice you see outside. There's a difference to it. There's like a there's a forgiveness to it. If you're like in a rink, but it's like a wrestling match, anyway. like a mat. Yeah, yeah like a wrestling mat. Yeah. Seems, um. Anyway, I don't even know why I went there, but go ahead. Because you saw me laying on the ice. I know I did. I'm like, oh, this poor man. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Leah, so like, how is it like standing like head to head with like Maddie and Ammon? Yeah. So it's funny because, you know, I've been, we make jokes of it about the hot sandwich that I sit in all the time. It's like this hot man, which, you know, it's, it's. You definitely made me laugh with yeah, it on stage last God, night. It's so annoying. Cause you know, it's like no disrespect. I mean, I, I love, I love me some men. Don't get me wrong. Um, but <laughs> it's funny because I always say two men can walk on stage and people will look at them and be like, Oh my God, what do you think they're going to say? You know? And then I'll walk out there like, what do you think she's going to say? There's just a different like sense when you walk out there. So mm-hmm. my, earning the right is so much harder than they have to do they can walk out and be hot and everyone loves them i walk out and they're like 
you better mm-hmm. be good. <laughs> she better be real good, right? <laughs> so I think the thing is with that situation is I walk out knowing I'm so supported by the two of them that it makes my job easier. I think if I had to disconnect with them, it would be a lot harder. So for me to say I walk out there with this like sense of confidence, like I'm some like, it's not that I walk out there knowing I can be confident because I have two people that stand next to me that are more confident than I am in me. Like you, the boys are got your back. Oh, co- yeah. I, yeah. Like I'm telling you, I've seen. <sighs> yeah, go ahead. I can give you an example. Matt yeah, and please. I, Matt and I, and Ammon were at a show once, and this guy disrespected me on stage. <laughs> Wait, he was on stage. Matt and I and Ammon were on stage, uh-huh. and this guy disrespected me big time. On like stage. he was in the audience. Or no, he, he was oh, on another stage. Oh. And Matt walked up to me. He's like, babe, just give me a second. And he walked off and he walked over to that stage and he came unglued, unglued, like unglued. And that is the day I fell in love with Matt Swinney. I was like, this man cares about me more than I ever could have ever thought. So and did that other guy pee on stage? I know. <laughs> it was like, I'm telling you, like Matt is not a man to mess with. And Ammon was like standing behind him. I'm like, oh my God, shit just got real. It just got real. And and Matt got on stage. He's like, you want to learn something? He's like, you need to listen to her. And people wow. just turned and paid attention. And I was like, so anyway, about 40 volume. Um, I don't know what to say about 40 volume anymore. I think I'm going to drink it because I think I need a drink. <laughs> it, was so, it was so crazy. But it was a day, I think, for all of us. That, that was a day I think we solidified our friendship. It was like my first year that. with the team. So, you know, it's like the growing pains. We, of course, we had growing pains. But that was a moment. I know those boys love me more than... They're they're like my brothers. They are, and, and oh, maybe you don't awesome. maybe you don't get the perspective if with uh, Sweeney's on stage, but he's a big fella. Oh yeah, he got a strong <laughs> handshake. I remember I'm walking, hey Matt, and he's squeezing my hand like, hey Matt. <laughs> <laughs> like, my voice is went up a little bit. Like, oh, you should hurt. see Matt. You know Matt's son is bigger than Matt. Yeah, yeah he told yeah, us. Bastion's told us. big. Like he's yeah. a big boy. Like it's funny. Like they stand next to each other, and I'm like, uh, your son's a good foot taller than you are. <laughs> so you now currently have little man syndrome. <laughs> so yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. Uh, so you guys got a nice crew. We good, do. Tight family. We're good. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that I'm in the situation, but I would have never, ever thought in a million years I'd work with my two best friends. I mean, they're just really good dudes. They are. I mean, me and Matt became closer. Like me, me and Ammon automatically were good friends. Like I think mm-hmm. we, we came from the same world. Like he was really a good guy to walk my path with in the beginning. And me and Matt did not see eye to eye. Like he's a grass walker. I hate the grass. So it's like, (laughs) you know, he wants to sit outside. I hate the outdoors. It was like all these things. And once I learned his isms, he learned my isms. It's like, now we're like, you know, the best of friends, but we're just a really good triangle. It's a good triangle. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just even like, nice to be able to call it a triangle, right? Like, again, you know, back to, like, the, just that support that we have. Yeah. That you guys, and it's very clear, like, watching you guys last night, it, it's very clear that, that you guys are one. You know, like, you see some artists on stage with each other, and you're yeah. like, oh, they're on stage together, but they're not on stage together. Yeah. You know? And that, that, that was, that's very obvious when you guys are together <laughs> as well. I have a funny thing. So last night, Matt won. You know, um, he won the one shot for avant-garde. So he turned and he kissed me, but the way he kissed me was like on the side of my face, but whoever videoed it, it looked like we like 
had a moment mm-hmm. and he's like this is the reason why people think you're my wife right. <laughs> <laughs> and i love his wife too but you know it's just so funny it was like oh my god you kidding me right now and there's like on social media i'm like oh there it goes there it goes <laughs> there it goes the affair that we're having <laughs> there goes all the divorce papers i know right right, right now it's a good thing his wife yeah. and my husband we have a great relationship so That's anyway cool. so i want to talk about your other husband if we can yeah apparently he's a badass car painter oh, is this true god. It, it is actually really true. I, I like I said, my husband's badass in general, but like and by as the way, a human, he's not a grass walker and he's, he's not, not an outdoors guy. He's not. He, well, he's from Wisconsin, of course he is, but <laughs> um, he's he's gotten to my isms too. I've made him a hotel and hotel guy. He gets a hotel thing now, but um, so yeah. So my husband owns a paint shop uh, south of Chicago called the Refinery. Um, he paints super, super high end cars and he's had the opportunity to paint a car for the Ingram family, which is, um, they own a very, very rare Porsche collection. And about two and a half weeks ago, uh, the Porsche that he painted made podium and they won first place at Pebble beach and Monterey beach. It was like a huge, which is like the biggest hair show. I mean, the hair show, biggest car show in the country. Yeah. For prestigious cars. Yeah, for sure. So I got the first text. It's like, holy shit, we made podium. And the second text was like, oh my God, we won. And no more deserving than this team of people. Like it took a team of people to do it. My husband was just not the only guy to do right. it, obviously. But uh, yeah, he's pretty amazing. Wow. And he takes care of me. So I mean, anybody who could take care of all this right. is a blessing <laughs> on its own. Matt will tell you. So. And, what, what, and he's taking care of your little, little I know, one. my little one when I'm gone. So super supportive. I'm like, I'm really, really fortunate. So. And that's part of being on the road, as everyone knows. Like you have to have good support at home. It just doesn't work. You can see it in people's eyes when they don't have the support at home. So I literally like I watch your feeds and I watch you. As you know, we talk quite a bit. Yeah. Um. I don't know how you do it, man. I don't either. Sometimes. You know, I don't. don't, And 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 what's amazing, and it could be like the lies of Instagram, but you seem very compartmentalized, and like you're a hundred percent in whatever you're doing. Always. I've been like that my whole life, though. How do you, what, I guess, I mean, you don't have a secret to it. You just, you have that switch? Yeah, I just think like when I'm home, I'm home. When I'm on the road, I'm on the road. Like when I'm a wife, I'm a wife. I'm a mom, I'm a mom. Like I just, I don't, I, I don't take this wrong coming from a woman, but I just think that we're really good at doing that. Like I think we're just really good at being able to have all those car, what would you call them? Compartments? I don't know what you I, call them. I, I, Compartmentalized. I don't know. That's 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 a way. That's a new go. word. That's a new word. <laughs> I couldn't even spell. <laughs> but um, I think the thing is, is like I, I'm able to turn things on and off, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of women can do that. I don't know if it's just women. I don't. I don't want to say that. Maybe it sounds wrong, but um, people that I know that work in the in the mm-hmm. same field that we do, I feel like I tend to share that same. I, I mean, thing. Uh, yeah, with my wife. I mean. I mean, I couldn't do half of what she does. Yeah. No. I mean, mm-hmm. she's got it going on too. I'm like, I don't know how you do it, but thank God. I mean, you well, know, even more than oh, that. Like, like I wish I could do half of what. Yeah. My wife does. Like I try. I, do you ever eat dinner? You go out to dinner with your wife, right? Yeah. And you'll be sitting at the table talking to her, and she knows what's going on behind her. Where you're like, "What are you talking about?" You're like, "Oh my God, these people behind us, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they are freaking furious at each other. This guy's having an affair, and this whole time you've talked about." Numbers and stats. I can tell you all about it. Cars, whatever. Right. Undercarriages, whatever. All that shit is. And I'm like, but this guy behind me, he is balls. If he's sleeping around right now, I, she just told him, you know. And my husband's like, how did you hear that? I'm like, oh, and this girl over here, you should see what she's saying. <laughs> it's just, I think we're really good at like, you know, touching every area of the room. So. I wonder what that. I mean, like, like 
biologically what like what's that about i don't know, you know? it's the like compartments of your brain i don't know yeah, it's a, yeah my wife is definitely that way and like and like you're smarter <laughs> or, or nosier i don't right. know oh, it's smart <laughs> more alert mm-hmm. yeah we're just like the yeah. <laughs> right yeah. what are we hunter gatherers right we're just yeah, right. Hunter. We're, we're just thinking about one thing at a time right yeah. they, that, that's it they they hear everything that's it. Which is funny though, because that's almost the opposite of what I just said, right? Like you're a hundred percent in, but like, I, just yeah, no, I think, I think perception to you is I'm a hundred percent in which I am, but I think I also have the ability to kind of be able Shift to be, quickly. yeah, you have to, you have to be able to though. I think we all do it. I just think it's easier said than done when you're watching somebody from the outside versus when you're on the inside. Like I can mm-hmm. tell you all the things I do wrong and think that you see but you don't even notice like I don't even look yeah. at myself as being someone who's 100% in tuned you know I'm like oh my gosh if you knew how far behind I was on laundry right now you'd die <laughs> you know but it's funny how people have this perception of you because how you put yourself out there I mean I don't put I don't have a lot of drama to be honest so like I don't put drama out there so for me I think and I appreciate you saying that I do believe I am good at really one thing in my life is being I'm always a hundred. If I like something, I'm a hundred percent devoted to it. Mm-hmm. Except for going to the gym. <laughs> well, you don't like it. I wish I did. <laughs> I was going to say, thank God you like your daughter. Right? I know, right? I love her. hundred percent. She's, she's a good. That's a good bean right there. Lyric is a good bean, dude, and she is adorable. It's oh, adorable. thanks. Yeah, Man. she's funny. She is so funny. She got a little sass. Oh my god. She got a little Leah sass. She's got so, yeah, and it's funny too because she's got this like really like. I don't know what the look is, but people always think I'm mad. I'm not mad. I just don't smile a lot. I just, I'm not an epic smiler. I've never have been. So people are like, oh, are you mad? Or I thought you were mean. I'm like, I'm the nicest human you'll ever meet. I swear to God, <laughs> sometimes. But <laughs> it's funny because Lyric will be smiling, running around. They're like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. She looks just like your husband. And the minute she becomes wicked, they're like, she looks just like you, Leah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, thanks for the compliment. Not. <laughs> you know. And I just want everybody to know there's nothing worse when someone's like, she looks just like your husband when you went through labor for 28 hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. like, I swear I delivered her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My daughter's a little mini me too. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It is cute though. I mean, I love the fact that she looks like my husband. It's cute. That's so cool, yeah. man. Yeah, I love. I just love watching that kind of again that kind of part of your life, and and I enjoy that. So thanks for sharing it. I guess yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Um, Anything else, dude? What's going on? Like, what's in your future? My future. So uh, I've I actually finished up all my international work this year. I did about uh, seven over the seas trips this year. So uh, I hit a. Uh, for me was my biggest year of travel um, at the six, six month marker I did about 100,000 miles this year in six months so I really really hit the miles hard this year which is was good we did a lot of really good coverage this year um, with the company um, my salon is growing epically we're actually and I probably shouldn't say this but I'm going to tell you and you guys are the first people to know we're looking to open our second location Yay. and we are looking in, Fuse too. yeah Fuse too, but not in Illinois so we're looking to do a destination location I can't believe I'm even saying this out loud right now so we're looking on a couple of different states uh to open up our second location as like a destination for our staff to be able to travel part-time and also Mm -hmm. have some staff there too i can't believe i won't be a second day here (laughs) (laughs) um i love those girls um that's why i say at least no i do i really love them um and so we're looking at that right now and then um that's exciting yeah i can't believe i'm even doing it 
um, yeah, I just, my career with Lonza has just skyrocketed. I just, I've, I love my job more than I've ever loved my job my whole entire life. And I just think it's not even so much my job. I think it's, it's my job. It's my age. It's everything. I think I've just come into who I am finally. And, you know, and just comfortable in my own skin for the first time in a long time. So, which is really nice. Um, my husband is continuing to grow with his business, which is great. Like I said, my daughter is now in school. She doesn't need us anymore, <laughs> which is so sad. It is kind of sad. It's right? so sad. Like she told she my husband, you. yeah, she, yeah, right. She needs us for lunch money um, and a ride and a pickup from the school is what she needs us for. Outside of that, she's got her own people. So are you going to do nails in, for one day in your salon? Oh, here we go. You Just, know way too much stuff about me. So I have this weird thing. I like doing nails. It's so weird. I do. I love doing nails. I don't know why. How do you know that? You usually do acrylic on yourself, right? I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do my own nails. That's so weird. Um, I didn't do these, though. But, yes, I love doing nails. My mom did nails. So, um, I don't know. Like, she just, from her doing it on me and then me doing it with her, and I just love it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm an artist by trade. I can draw anything. So, I think I just love sculpting nails is what it is. So, your daughter's going to have the best nails. Yeah, right. She's got the best hair right now, for right. sure. <laughs> and two eyebrows. Yeah. Right. She does have two eyebrows. She will have two She'll never have an eyebrow. I promise you that. <laughs> so, what, so, what was the big change to where, you know, just a few years ago, like, like Fuse, the business, was, was kind of struggling. Now, you're getting into... What yeah. was the big shift? Like, like, how did you go from, like being in trouble from your words. I'm like talking like, like I borrowed $1.3 million from my parents in trouble. Whoa. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it was big trouble. So we were in bankruptcy for 13 years and uh, my dad kept it afloat completely. I mean, I couldn't have done it. Uh, if it wasn't for my education career, I would have had nothing. I wouldn't have had a house. I wouldn't have had, I couldn't turn the air on. Like I would have been like, like epically broke. So my dad so, just so part kept, of your hustle was to on the road was to to, to keep dumping money. I to had stay to, out. Yeah, yeah. Like when people talk about like this is the thing about being a salon owner, and this is like the thing that I think I love about my staff so much is they know our hardship, but we also make sure that we take care of our staff. Like I think it's important that we recognize that there's nothing more important than people that come to work for you every day. And nothing drives me crazier when I hear people talk bad about their stylist or or I'll have a customer call and I'll hear like someone say, oh, can you believe my stylist did X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, you, it is your job as a salon owner, if you want my opinion, to defend the people that work for you. If you think you're going to call my salon and talk shit about one of my staff members, I got news for you, girl. You haven't met mean. I can get mean. Like nobody woke up this morning thinking, you know what I was going to do today? I was going to screw your hair up. There's nothing more that I want to do than ruin your life. Nobody ever thinks like that. And the minute a consumer understands before they publicly blast you on Yelp, like I don't allow any of that behavior in my salon at all. So I think like for me and like just from the business perspective and like being a salon owner, I think recognizing your staff in areas and it's not so much like giving them stuff. It's just just recognizing. I think recognizing the people that show up to work for you every single day that are dedicated to your brand, that hashtag your salon, that tag you in pictures, they do it because they love you. And the minute you don't show them the same love, that's where the disconnect in our industry comes from. So for us, we were able to maintain the staff for so long, even though we were in bankruptcy, because we knew they came to work every single day. And it was our job to make sure they got paid. We didn't get paid, but they got paid. My dad took money out, took loans out to make sure the people that were dedicated to our business got paid. 
So the day we decided to close our salon, because we did close it, um, I was going to work for Lanza. I had already signed my contract. We had found a space that was 20 minutes north, and we sat down with our staff. 20 minutes. That's not close. We sat down with our staff and said, we can no longer be here. We have to close our salon. Make a long story short, I had a huge falling out with our landlord. It was super bad. We ended up closing our location, moving 20 minutes north. We sat down with our staff 30 days before Christmas mm. to say we we're going to close. Happy Thanksgiving. Exactly. We had, to, we had no choice. And we're like, you can come with or not. And, they all, and they all came. Wow. And that is the reason why I believe your staff comes first and your guests come second, always. Well, well speaking of guests, though, I mean, how did you get... How'd you get your guests to go 20 minutes north? So we did, ironically. So in the beginning, we were able to maintain a lot of our staff because we did really good hair. We did. We had great education. I've, I'm telling you, I have one of the strongest teams in the country. I know I do. I mean, I might say that from a motherly side, like, you know, <laughs> my kid's the prettiest. You know, everyone says that and you're like, you really think so? Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you something different, you know? But for me, I think giving my staff faith and... Going in, knowing that we were going to be successful, we opened our doors. Uh, we closed our doors December 31st, opened them in a new location January 1st as a Lanza Healing Center. That was something else. My whole staff came. We made it very positive. We supported them throughout the whole entire thing. We took a business that was completely bankrupt. Within four years or within four months, we were actually in the black. Within four months, we were in wow. the black. Now, mind you, did I pay off all right, that? Right, right, no, right. but we were in the black but within the four months. Yeah, finally in the black within four months. And then uh, we ended up moving our location to the permanent location, and we're now five years in, and we've we're killing it. Wow, that's incredible. So, I mean, what a big shift, right? No, oh my God, and that's what and I'm like saying. you said, that was like five years ago, right? Yeah, it was five years. It was five years ago. So, from five years, from like like one you know million dollars in debt to one point three million. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's a lot of money. I, I mean, it's over a million. If your dad was yeah. here, I'd give him the three credit. You I know, know I wish. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's all, it's all his credit. It wasn't for my parents. I'd have nothing. I'm telling you. That's why I'm so grateful for both of them. I, I just can't even imagine. Like, I mean, I adore my daughter and stuff, but at 1.3, you know, I don't adore her with the same eyes anymore. You'd be surprised. I think when it comes to your kids, you know, it's yeah, like, know, it's kidding, like your dog. You know, no, it's like your dogs. It's like, my dog can lick me, but your dog cannot right <laughs> you know when someone else dogs look at you, you're like eh, yeah, you know totally i think when it comes to your kids it's like it's crazy things you'll do i mean if you're buying hatchimals you're crazy i'm just saying <laughs> if you're buying miniature toys that can break open and they can lose them in two minutes for seven dollars you're crazy so <laughs> do you have a dog i do we have two dogs do you, do you get denoted every time you come home i know right i got uh we have a burmese mountain dog who is insane they're ginormous right yeah yeah and then we have a, a little bashan shih tzu so yep so you got like the world's biggest dog and the, and the world's dog. smallest you sound like him because he has a pug and a mastiff yeah see yeah you get it a big and little <laughs> yep you need it <laughs> and who runs the show I, I i'd make bets go ahead the little one yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah the little one he's like a, he like sits on the couch my husband's like get off the couch and he just looks at him like this is my couch he's like you get off the couch <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> this isn't your house actually tony help me remember like was uh i don't know if chris said it chris Barron said it on air when we were talking to him or not but um how often do you uh do people say you look like elvis presley or are you are you the the, the lost daughter of yeah my god it's All true though right the time 
all I mean like it's so funny because I fly out of O'Hare all the time and mm-hmm. everybody in TSA knows me because of that reason not because I fly all the time they're like <laughs> that's that Elvis Presley girl or they'll call me Priscilla and I'm like no I don't look like Priscilla <laughs> don't say that <laughs> what year were you born uh, 77 I know oh. so anyway so here's the thing <laughs> that was a sidestep so, one so so Lisa Marie is old, older than I am, but Elvis died in 77. He actually died right after I was born. So the thing that's ironic is I was actually in Memphis at his house visiting. I paid to enter, and this whole entire tour group comes up to me, and they're like, oh, my God, you're Elvis Presley's daughter. And I'm like, you think I would stand in that line <laughs> outside in Memphis in the scorching hot you know, summer to see my daddy's house? No. By the way, the same house you grew up in. I know, right? right? So, but I'll be like, I'll be sitting at the airport, schlepping in my own bags, like, oh my God, it's Lisa Marie. And I'm like, no, no, Her life looks way different than mine. It's not in an Uber X, I can promise you that. So. That's crazy. I, I get like, it all the time. That is funny. That's, That's funny because I know a girl yeah. that does her hair and she, I've, I've wanted to meet her forever just to be like, okay, let me just see. Cause she's like, she talks like you. She looks like you. Her mannerisms are the same. And I'm like, but our pocketbooks are not. <laughs> I think somebody should do a DNA test. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, I'm sure I'm going to start claiming right. you will not see me next year. <laughs> like, where did Leah go? It's like, she's living in Hawaii. <laughs> 23 and her daddy. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, right. That'd be funny. Yeah, I get it all the time. Did Chris Barron say that, though? To totally. totally yeah. I can't, did he say it? I don't remember if he said it on the podcast or if we were like just I think chatting. We're, yeah, I think we we're just chatting. Yeah. I, I, love that. I love that guy. He's such a good dude. He's like, he's a gem of the industry. Oh, he's a papa bear for sure. Yeah, he's that's amazing. the best way, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he has mentored more people than you can imagine. That's a guy that gives his gift away. He is for sure. Person yeah. that he's just completely selfless, and I love the way that he talks. He kind of talks in almost like Michael Cole a little bit. Like he talks in like these 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 short little like uh, like quips, and and you just get it. You know, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, those yeah. words make sense. You know, those he, words and those order make makes all the world and all the difference in the world. Chris chooses his words. Like he doesn't use filler. Like we're good at. I'm good at filling words. Like I'm great at creating filler. But like he chooses the words that he needs, and that is all you need. <laughs> And that's it. You know, it's like you hit the crescendo and you're done. You know, where a lot of us like put a lot of filler words in to make it longer, where it's like, mm-hmm. I could have said that same thing in four words, but I said it in 40, you know, so he's good <laughs> I at that. I kind of wish Chris was here because I'd ask him, but do you think, is, is it purposeful for him or is it just the way that he thinks about things you think? No, I just think he's, I think he's that good. I think, I think he's that just that good at telling his life. I think he's just that good. There's a certain I mean, genius in that, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he's a genius for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, so if our listeners want to find you or you know stalk yeah. stalk, stalk lyric or something yeah, like, like where do they find you? Well, they can definitely stalk lyric because I do like to post uh, pictures of her, you know, just occasionally or every three days <laughs> on my Instagram. So you can definitely follow me at Leah Freeman One, or you can visit me on Facebook at Leah Freeman. Um, and if you have any questions about myself or Lonza or whatever, please feel free to email me or uh-huh. whatever. Um, I can give you guys my email. It's L Freeman at Davex Labs. Um, and like I said, I have a, I'm very dedicated to this industry and I have a response within 24 hours, 24 minutes or 24 seconds. Wow. Boom. I like that. Look at yeah. that. And Leah's L-E-A-H. It is. It's L-E-A-H-F-R-E-E-M-A-N-1 or like I said, L Freeman at Davex Labs Perfect. or uh, Leah Freeman on Facebook. Dude. 
Thank you so much. I Thank can't you. believe that you know it took this long to uh, to do this. But the need I, to I take this long, I guess, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah, the universe said it so, right? Yeah, I got to sit with all these these beautiful people in this room, which no one gets to see, but it's awesome that uh, all of you have sat here this whole time and <laughs> got to see me cry and give me a Kleenex box and see that I am see how sensitive. Soft you are. Don't tell anybody I'm sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. We don't have to. I know, right? You know, you're like <laughs> you no. I'm like the public will know now. So, yeah, I don't know. Leah, again. Thank you. Yeah, really from the bottom you. of my heart. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. I'm a, we're such big fans of you and uh, of what you're up to. And I'm fans of your guys. You. So, mm. yeah. And we'll make sure that uh, we meet again. We, we Absolutely. Shall. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Miss Leah Freeman, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. come to btc so i told my front desk to block the girls out don't tell my dad and then make it look like they had appointments and then the day they left cancel everybody so it looks like their books were free well my salon manager could not lie to my dad and told him so my dad called my husband when when when? like how soon last btc no, no, like how soon did she tell him she told him two weeks before they left three weeks before they Mm. left because he saw the books he's like What's going on with these five girls? Why does it look like this? And she's like, oh, Leah's taking those girls to BTC. Totally <laughs> from being on the bus. She's like, I couldn't lie to your dad. I'm sorry. So um, I was fucking so bad. So I was in California videoing, 
my husband calls me. He's like, you need to fucking call me. He, my husband was furious. He's like, your dad just found out the girls are going to BTC. And I'm like, okay. He's like, he just called and told me that we could buy his fucking 50% of the salon. He doesn't want it anymore. He's sick and tired of being left in the dark, which I never left him in the dark. He was just being over dramatic. Mm-hmm. So I call my dad up and I'm like, I do not understand like why you're so upset. We're finally doing better. The girls want to go. This is good for them. And he's like, we don't make any money if they're at education. This is so fucking stupid. Blah, 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 blah. He's like yelling on the phone. I said, maybe you should go. And my dad's like, okay. We'll go. He's like, after that, he's like, fine, I'll go. Now, mind you, I was up for BTC Creative Color. He never saw, my dad's never seen me do a show in my life, ever. I've been educating for almost 20 years at this point. So my dad comes to the show. We opened up Sunday. We went to BTC that night. I ended up winning my award. We take all these pictures. My whole staff is there. Well, five of my staff is there. Nine, actually, total, is there. We walk up. I'm walking up to the Uber. I turn around. He gives me a big hug. He goes, I get it now. He's like, I now understand why it's important for our staff to go to things like this. So for Christmas, we took all of our um, money that we made for last year and took our whole entire staff to uh, New Orleans. And we took them to the big event. To the big event, yeah. We paid for their airfare, their hotel, their tickets, their dinners, their Ubers, everything. Wow. We took all the money we made and gave it to them as a gift. And... uh we also, I mean, we just, I just, we, I just met you at a restaurant and your whole staff was there. So they're back. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet your dad, though. For makeup. Only makeup. They're, they didn't come. My, my staff didn't come to the show this year. Okay. Just my makeup artist came. But yeah, isn't that crazy? It's kind of cool. So to think, that like, awesome. here we are, like, he hates education, now he gets it. But it took him to see it, to understand it. He's like, I now understand. He also saw shit he didn't want to see either, which you all have seen too this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of crazy things this weekend. Which I hope I'm on video, but have you seen a lot of bad lips this weekend? I'm like, girl, get your face off the vacuum. You look like a fucking asshole. I'm like, how do you drink with those?